This is a place. This is a place. This is a place. We want to talk about. This is a place. Don't be a goofus. Don't be a goofus. Oh, um, thank you for listening to This is a Place podcast. My name is Brandon, and I'm here today with an L7 weenie, Nate. Watch it, jerk. Shut up, idiot. Moron. Scab eater. Butt sniffer. Puss licker. Fart smeller. You eat dog crap for breakfast, geek. You mix your Wheaties with your mama's toe jam. Oh. You bob frapples in the toilet, and you like it. You play ball like a girl. What did you say? You heard me. Tomorrow, noon at our field. Be there, Buffalo butt breath. Count on it, pee-drinking crap face. If you didn't know where that monologue came from, then I feel sorry for you, because you are missing out on one of the... Um, definitely one of the best baseball movies ever made. Yeah, easily. without a doubt. I don't even like know? baseball. You like baseball? I don't even like baseball. You don't like baseball? No. That's why you play baseball like a girl? Yes. <laughs> That's why you don't let me on your softball team. Even though I do know a lot of girls who play baseball very well and softball very well. Yeah. Um, That's definitely an, uh, a 12-year-old boy diss. doesn't carry as much weight now. That's true. Why not my headphones in? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, did you know that, did you ever watch Rookie of the Year? Who's in that one? Uh, Carrie Busey. Gary Busey? Oh yeah, any movie with Gary Busey and it's classic. is it is it the one when he's an old guy and it's, he decides to play old, baseball? No, he's is it like Dennis a, Quaid. No, no, kind of the same idea where this kid has um, he's really into baseball and his he has shoulder surgery and after he has no he breaks that's his the arm same movie is it? No, it's not, but it's it is same, yeah same as it is the rookie right. The rookie, that's what it is. But um, anyways, like his, he has like either breaks his arm or has shoulder surgery or something like that. But then he can like throw a baseball like super fast. Okay. Kid. But you know that movie, which kind of brings up the point I'm trying to make here. That movie came out the same year as The Sandlot, and it actually did better in theaters than The Sandlot. But now look at us. You don't even know. I remember, I got The Sandlot for Christmas one year, and I saw it, and I was quite disappointed because I was. Not into baseball. It's like this is gonna be a dumb movie. Oh, remember, when, you, when you saw the cover of when like, I saw the cover, yeah, okay, gotcha. I'm like, oh, this is lame. Why would they give me this for Christmas? And then my dad said, no, this is a really good movie. So I went home and watched it. And I think any enjoyment I took in baseball came from watching this movie. And then I went out and decided to play baseball for a couple of seasons. So that movie inspired you to play baseball. Yeah, I mean, how can you watch a movie like this? Just I mean, I've watched it numerous times. Watching it again yesterday, the summer feelings and just being a young boy, and that's life right there. I feel like we've talked about this before in our podcast, but that's what I remember, for, and that's maybe why it, it um, touches close to home for me. Like, growing up in, this, in the 80s and 90s, always outside, like... Even when you were stayed home from sick 
from school, stayed home from sick, stayed stayed home <laughs> sick from school, you would try to sneak out of the house to go play with your friends outside. And there was always a game going on. Like, you just had to get on your bike and ride around the neighborhood and you either find somebody playing a pickup baseball game, pickup football game, you just, or basketball. Yeah. You just go ride your bike till you find a game. And, like, it was a big thing. Like, you just sneak out of the house when you're supposed to be sick, which I feel like I am right now, <laughs> um, to, to, to play outside. And you just don't see that anymore. So I think that's why Sandlot, I love that so much, is because they were just always wanting to be playing right they're always outside agreed i mean I, I had summers like that for sure it wasn't baseball i was always playing basketball or football like you said too but just having the world as your playground like they had in this movie there's just nothing that feels quite like that and yeah it's not the same anymore i don't i mean i see kids out on their bikes and playing around but it's not the same you don't see the you don't see the pickup games as much anymore. At least I don't. If not, I would probably pull over my bike and join them. I think the reason this movie is so special is because it is a movie you can watch when you're a kid, and so I mean it's got even some choice language and some choice themes in it. They go and get some chewing tobacco. I mean. It's not the cleanest movie, but it's acceptable to show your kids. And so you grow up, and this is comedy for you. And the the lines, like our little monologue we did to open up, they just stick with you. Right. It has a lot of, a lot of quotes. It's a very, very quotable, quotable movie. One quote I say all the time, I still say it to this day, if we're playing a sport and say like the ball goes over the fence or whatever it gets away from you i would say great we can't play anymore unless you have 98 cents for a new ball (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i've ever i caught that i caught the first part but i've never caught you saying the 98 cents yeah it doesn't happen as much in basketball because you just go i probably probably said it though when it goes the other side of the gym yeah great we can't play anymore so unless you got 98 cents in your pocket for a new ball i mean for me it's always that you're killing me smalls that was that's always quoted in my house, especially when we're having s'mores. And the same with the s'mores quote itself. Yeah, s'mores. How can quote. you? How can I have some more? S'more if I haven't had any. Yeah, that one. You can't. You can't have s'mores <laughs> without somebody's quoting that one. You have I, to. Yeah, it's the rite of passage. And then, like the forever, that's quoted a lot. Um, you're killing me, smalls. My clothes are growing out of style. <laughs> I always say, all right, we got to make this quick. i got to be home by lunch. And I still do the L7 weenie thing. I don't understand that one. You don't get it? No. So, like, back then, saying somebody was square meant that you were... I mean, I get the square thing. Yeah, so that's what L7... L7, if you make it with your hand, makes an L and a 7. You put it oh, together, it makes a square. I feel like a real L7 weenie right now. Yeah, you're an L... You're... <laughs> We could go about this a couple different ways because there is so much to talk about and there are so many places associated with this movie. Because the whole movie, the exception of maybe a couple scenes, were filmed in Utah. And all, it, all along the Wasatch Front. All along the Wasatch Front, exactly. Which brings up a point. Can I bring it up now? Absolutely. So watching the movie, uh, Smalls 
moves into the neighborhood. That neighborhood is on about 15... 56 south and 2000 east, yeah. if you want to get technical. Yeah, so that's where... You can, <laughs> that's, see the, you can see the house numbers on the in the movie, so if yeah. you want to find the house. So the opening, one of the opening scenes, in the beginning of the movie, he runs out of the house, because he's running to, going to the sandlot, right? He runs out of the house, so he's on 15th south, 20th east, and he runs over to Vincent Drugstore. You see him running by there. Which is Main which, Street which in Midville. Which is Main Street in Midville, which is what? What did we just say? According to MapQuest, that's 11.9 miles. And then, from the drugstore, he runs to the Sandlot, which is another 10.3 miles. So that was a lot of running <laughs> Smalls had to do just to get to the Sandlot. I think he's the real Benny the Jet Rodriguez. But how long did it take him to run that far? I don't know. Because you movie magic, Matt man. Quest says he really you can walk it in eight hours. So if he's running, maybe four hours. But so was he doing what I was just saying earlier that he was just running around trying to find a sports game going on? And he had to run twenty miles before he, <laughs> he found. He couldn't find anything else. And then in he between finally, that, finally ran to Rose Park and found a baseball game going on and said, "This is it." He probably took tracks. <laughs> <laughs> There's a track station over there in Midville. Um, but it wasn't invented in, 19- in the fifties. Sixty-two, I think it's nineteen sixty-two is when it takes place. Sixty-two or sixty-three, I can't remember. You can see when he's being chased by the beast. There's a, like a banner that says mm. what year it is. I want to say it's sixty-two. We haven't even mentioned the reason we're doing this episode because today, as this episode comes out, April sixth is the twenty-seventh anniversary of it being released. Being released. In theaters. Yeah. So we had to do it on the release date. Would have been cooler if it was at the 25th anniversary yeah. that we did this, but we will still be doing this by the 30th anniversary. Well, this is a pretty cool year because I feel like a lot of historical moments are happening on Wednesdays this year. They like are. A lot of anniversaries are happening on Wednesdays, so we're, we're kind of forced to do episodes because they come out. Like St. Patrick's Day was on a Wednesday. Yeah. Um, another holiday coming up is on a Wednesday. Another holiday coming up. The Sandlot, so the day it's supposed to come out. Makes it so. easy. We just go through our normal rotation. And we can plan it out so we're not scrambling at the last minute. We never do that anyway. No. We're very well thought out. Very much so. We do not fly by the seat of our pants. Thankfully, for this episode, we did not fly by the seat of our pants. And we actually were able to get a pretty awesome guest to be a part of it in one of the former kids that played at the Sandlot in the movie. And you're probably wondering which one it was. It's the one who runs like a duck. Yeah, yeah, I was one, I was wondering too. Yeah, yeah, you were? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, you were. So we got to speak with Marty York, who played Yeah, Yeah in the movie. And let's take a listen to the interview we had with him. I got a little bit of a cold. I was in Minnesota all weekend. It was cold as hell over there. So, oh, you're good. A signing? Yeah, yeah. We do. Uh, we travel with the. I travel with the guys. We did a signing over there. I do. I do podcasts here and there. Someone just have a birthday back there? Yeah, it was my daughter's birthday today. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. Nice. Tell her happy birthday. Yeah, we'll do. They have some cake if you want some. I would love some cake right now. That sounds amazing. <laughs> 
imagine you're on a strict diet. I, I remember I watched the the podcast you did with um, what's his name, Patrick. Patrick, yeah, I'm talking about how you're yeah. you're the beast now. Right? <laughs> yeah, Patrick says that occasionally. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I mean I eat I eat garbage, dude. Like, I mean not all every day. Like Monday through Friday is pretty strict, but I don't know if you see in the Rock's Instagram where he just eats like complete crap like on sunday that's kind of like me saturday and sunday are my days i just eat whatever i want what they call those free I mean, days. chicken and waffles and you know everything that's fattening on the weekend you're in california right yeah what part of california are you in uh, i'm in uh santa clarita just outside of los angeles okay, okay. so you can say chicken and waffles you got roscoe's there is that your go-to spot uh yeah i go to roscoe's and there's a place down the street from my house it's pretty good it's uh it's called like maria's or something it's got really good chicken and waffles too so love chicken and waffles we did chicken waffles place a while ago we love we love that food not a whole lot of that here in utah no we need more of that <laughs> i don't know i don't know if you remember that when you were here but not a whole lot of that no nah, i didn't eat any chicken and waffles in utah that i can remember what did i, I they I'm had a back restaurant i don't remember the restaurant we used to go to I can't remember it, but we, we used to go to like, uh, there's a really good Mexican food restaurant. It was in uh, where we filmed in Glendale, Utah. I can't remember the name of it. It's pretty good. Glendale. Yeah, there's probably quite there's a few. There's a lot. Wouldn't it have been the Red Iguana? I, it might have been. It's that's been a, there that's for a really long big time. one. How often do you make it out this way? Uh, normally just for like Sandlot stuff, we go to Utah. Um, you know, last time I was there was the 25th anniversary, 2018. So that was the last time I was there, yeah what was it like spending your whole summer here filming the movie uh you know it was it was fun man it was like summer camp for three months and uh we had we just had a blast dude we just uh you know uh we're filming at the actually the sandlot's still there which is really cool it's uh the for the 20th anniversary they actually have a plaque on the field they awarded us so if you ever go to the sandlot the plaque is still there they they'll never tear it down because uh i i a guy owns it now. So he made it like a, I guess Utah made it like a landmark over in that area. So they, they'll never tear down the field. But uh, yeah, I don't know if you've ever been by there, but the field is still there. So uh, yeah, we just had, we had fun, man. When we filmed it, it was, uh, had books about your mama jokes and uh, <laughs> you know, all the scenes that we filmed were fun to do. The pool was super cold. The pool scene was super cold. That's what I hear. You guys filmed in the middle of the summer, though, right? Yeah, we filmed in summer, and it, it just was, happened uh, to be like fifty degrees that day for the pool scene. Yeah, the pool was—it's probably it was even below that. It was cold, man. It was like to this day the coldest pool we've ever been in. <laughs> but uh, Utah was really hot, though. Like when we filmed that movie, and during in between takes, we actually had to have like they had what called sea breeze, and they mixed it with water. They would take these towels and put them on us uh, during breaks because we were like overheating shooting a lot of these scenes. Oh, wow. Because you're shooting for like, you know, five, six hours, one scene. And so we were like, you know, we would go in the treehouse just to kind of like get cool. And then we'd have to come back out and start filming again. So, yeah, it was so definitely that a hot scene summer. before you go to the pool because it's so hot, that wasn't really acting. It was just you guys being <laughs> hot, right? Um. Yeah, it was definitely that hot. <laughs> we were definitely baking like toasted cheesers. <laughs> so how did you get in the movie? What was the like the casting like? Were you, are you from around here at all? 
I'm from Northern California. So um, I did theater from like five to 10 years old. I did a lot of theater, moved out here when I was 10. Uh, my parents got divorced and moved out here. And uh, my mom's aunt was a extras casting agent. So she would cast extras in films. And uh, the first thing she got, she cast me on was a movie with John Candy called uh, Delirious. I play, uh, I was just like some kid in the background of the movie. And um, John Candy had a scene. And then during one of the scenes, uh, I mimicked it to my mom off camera. I was like doing his scene off camera and he walked up behind me and put his hand on me and said, that's pretty good kid. And uh, I turned around like, oh shit, that's John Candy. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and he was like an uncle buck before that and all these amazing films and um, planes, trains, automobiles. And uh, he like, took a piece of toilet paper out of his pocket and signed John Candy on it. I still have it to this day. Oh, that's awesome. That was my first brush with like, you know, the movie industry was that film. And um, then I did a lot of commercial. Well, I did a commercial, like a Colgate commercial. They called me back and did a Ragu commercial. I didn't get anything for like a year after that. Me and my mom were just like living in um, on the floor of these little apartments and stuff or in people's homes and stuff, just like renting little rooms. And then uh, in 1991, no, 1992, I auditioned for Sandlot and um, auditioned for Bertram, actually. And uh, the audition was the treehouse scene, and Bertram had a lot more lines in that scene. Uh, so I got a call back for the part of Bertram and um, got cast as Bertram. And we went out on the field or me and the guys went on the field and they were kind of putting us all together. Cause this is our first day of playing baseball here in Los Angeles. And they kind of like were ma matching us up. Like, ah, he doesn't really fit Bertram's character. So they told him, I'm, ah, I don't think he's going to work for this. So I'm like, Oh, that's it. That was my shot. So they're kind of like, we'd like him. Yeah. They're like, we'd like them to read for. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, that was like, you know, a bigger character in the film at the time. And, um, he said, he's got to bring a ton of energy to this because, you know, yeah, yes, character is just hyper. And so my mom gave me a, I told this on Pat's uh, podcast, she gave me a giant Hershey's kiss, one of those Hershey's bars. And uh, I just went in there and I just, I have a ton of energy and I could still remember like David Mickey Evans and Dale Delator and some of the other producers standing up and like clapping. And I was like, okay, I think I'm yeah, yeah now. So, and that was that man. And then we flew to Utah about two months later and filmed the movie and, the rest is history. So you were 11, 12 when that went down? Yeah, I filmed the movie. Victor actually told me this over the weekend because when we did the signing. So like, yeah, I filmed it when I was 12. And Victor goes, no, you were 11. Because we, we wrapped in July. We wrapped filming at the end of July. And I turned 12 August 23rd. So technically, I was 11 when I filmed the movie. Yeah. It's a great way to start. Yeah, the movie came out when I was like 13, though, in 1993. Did you or any of the other boys have experience in baseball? Or you guys looked from the movie like you were really well-trained in baseball, but did you play Little League or anything like that? Or um, I personally didn't. I, um, you know, I didn't have a lot of experience in baseball. Uh, Mike Vitar, Benny the Jet, he had a lot of experience. Uh, he was the best of all of us by far. Um, yeah, I didn't have any, yeah, but actually our trainer was the guy and he was really good. The guy that played squints his grandpa, grandpa Paladoris with the forever. 
he was our trainer and he's the one that made us that good. So we trained with him, but like, uh, for about a month in Los Angeles before we flew to Utah. Basically had bat, uh, baseball practice every day for a month. Yeah. We practiced like, you know, all the time for a month and got really good. And, and then even when we were filming the movie off camera, we would go to the batting cages and get balls. And, you know, that's back when, <coughs> that's back when they had, um, you know, malls or, um, they had like amusement parks and stuff like that. So we'd go to the amusement parks or like these fun, fun zone places with arcades and we would hit, go to the batting cages and go on rides and stuff. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Awesome. So you guys were obviously kids, so you can't work the full work hours right that a normal adult can do when filming so what yeah. would you guys do to kill time between filming and, and uh, not yeah, filming? We just uh well they had an onset teacher to make sure we didn't go over the hours but we would uh we had a really cool indoor pool at our condo that we stayed at in utah and we would uh we would swim in the pool all the time i remember like that was like one of the things we always did we would go swimming and we would um we would do, uh, we'd go to like baseball card shops, collect baseball cards. Um, I mean, it was really like we were, I think we were in character all the time because we did the same stuff we did in the movie, like off camera. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just did. Snuck into a movie as well, I heard. Yeah, the Basic Instinct movie, we snuck into that one. <laughs> that was actually Tom's brother that snuck us into that. Um, yeah, I mean, the indoor pool was really cool. Uh, Super Nintendo, I mean, um, Nintendo, it just came out. So we would play Nintendo um, and just do like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I was really into yo-yoing, I remember. There was like a, a shop and I would buy yo-yos and learn how to yo-yo and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like to yo-yo. Yeah, yeah, yo-yo, yeah. Yeah, yo-yo. <laughs> <laughs> so were you guys pretty like close friends, like off when you weren't filming, did you guys all, so it sounds like you did all just kind of hang out and everybody got along? Yeah, we were, uh, we would always hang out together and uh, we would out, we would all go to each other's um, different condos and play Super Nintendo. We would have Street Fighter tournaments. Street Fighter. And uh, there you go. Streets of Rage, play that game and all the 90s arcade games, you know. And uh, that's when Wayne's World came out. So we, we would go to the movies a lot, watch Wayne's World. And, yeah, it was cool, man. And then I also heard a rumor that you almost got kicked off the cast. Do you want to tell that story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were filming a scene where we get the ball back from the beast. I think it was where we put the erector set under the under the fence with a little pot on top of it. Mm-hmm. And Grant was just talking crap to me. I punched him in his stomach. He fell down and, and, the, and the, the teacher pulled me aside and he said, hey, like, they, they want to just... I think this is the end of your time being in a movie. Wow. And I was like, oh, oh shit. 
so they wrote me out of the film. Actually, they had me when I, the scene where I go over the fence to get the ball back, I crap my pants and, uh, and I walk away just like embarrassed, but they were like, this is stupid. And they're like, we got it. We got to just keep this to the end because this is not going to look good in the movie. So you were going to crap your pants and be too embarrassed to go back to hang out with the guys. That's how yeah, they were going to write just, you out. Yeah. It was like the dumbest scene ever. And we filmed this scene and I basically take my helmet off in the scene where we're getting the ball or right after we try to get the ball back and I go over the fence and all that. And I walk away and Dave's like, now nah, this is dumb. And uh, he talked to the teacher and he was like, no, we got to keep him on set. And Grant was like, whatever. It's like boys being boys, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, rest, you know, rest is history. And I stayed in the rest of the movie and thank God I did. Cause I would yeah. suck. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been really weird. to have you. Yeah. It just didn't fit. So. And I think my, one of my, when I was a kid, I watched the movie over and over again as boys you're growing up it's just the best summer baseball movie and your scene when you go over and you're like drop down below um i heard that story about how they kind of gave you the directions on how to kind of act respond to the beast doing the or whatever it was that you did and i just used to watch that scene over and over again because i thought it was so funny there's like so many variations of like how i why i did that like Pat says the director told me to do that. I thought I did that because I, I used to watch cartoons all the time as a kid, like Bugs Bunny. I can't remember why I did that, but it, it worked. And still to this day, when we go, even when we go to the signings, people will be like, like <laughs> they'll do that to me, like up at the table. I'll just be like, yeah, that was, that was fun. <laughs> well, I think it's yeah, cool dude. that you still, I mean, you've done more things than just Sandlot, right? but you still yeah. go back to it and you embrace it. I, I bet it would be easy to say, okay, I'm like, I'm done talking about Sandlot, like focus on my other things that I've done. But I think it goes to show that um, you don't lose your roots and you really, really still look back to that important part of your life and what's important to us as well. So we appreciate it. Yeah. You know, uh, my acting career took off after Sandlot. Like I did uh, Boy Meets World. I had a recurring role on that show and Saved by the Bell and wings and sliders and all these big 90s shows i was going up against going uh on parts up against like elijah wood and beating him out of stuff and and then in 97 i got in a 60 mile an hour head-on collision shattered my legs broke my shattered my femur broke my hip had a partial hip replacement had to relearn to walk again wow. Wow. um and it all happened just because i was so burnt out of going to school every day and then i would literally go to school this is like when i first got my license and I would go to school, you know, 7 a.m., go to school all day and then have to drive to an audition and then have to come home. And I lived all the way in like Palmdale, which is like 60, 70 miles from uh, Hollywood. So it was like 120 miles round trip. And I would like <clears throat> I would just pass out and I wouldn't get my homework done. And um, it was uh, it ended up taking its toll. And I fell asleep at the wheel one day and my car went over a WL line and hit head on a another car and engine came through shattered my legs and uh was in the hospital for about three months was in a wheelchair for about a year and um yeah that kind of put an end to my career after that I was like I'm done with this I don't want to do this anymore I'm just too burnt out on it uh took time off went back to college to try to get a degree in something and didn't know what I wanted to do so I was like what, what are the other guys doing looked up what Mike was doing he was a, trying to be a firefighter so I went to school for that 
got my associates in fire science. And um, while I was doing that, I was also a mortgage broker. And that's when things were going like this with mortgages. And I was making a lot of money as a mortgage broker. And then the market collapsed in 2007. And so, uh, yeah, I just did a bunch of random stuff, random jobs after that. And then <clears throat> then we did this 20th anniversary of Sandlot, which wasn't even a quarter as big as the 25th. But um, we did a 20th and uh, went back to the field and people showed up. And then I was like, I think I want to be I'll do this acting thing again. And so I, uh, the first year I did like three national commercials in one year. Well, the first year I went back and um, my biggest one, I don't know if you've seen that the old, old, have you seen those weird old spice commercials? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did one called executive spray tan parties. That was kind of like a Jersey shore mock. It was really funny. Oh man. Uh, we're going to have to go back and watch that one. Yeah. It's on YouTube, executive spray tan parties. Right there. Um, yeah. I just did a bunch of stuff that year and I was like, all right, I'm going to start doing this again. And did a lot of independent films lately. And um, the 25th is when, um, me and the guys, all the guys got back together, except for Mike, of course. But that's when <clears throat> I really started saying like, wow, this movie bl has blown up. Like, that's when we started seeing everybody with the You're Killing Me small shirts and the Sandlot shirts, Legends Never Die and uh, Bobbleheads mm -hmm. or, or Pop Toys. And uh, it was crazy, man. I was like, and like, I, I can still remember the first gig we did on the 25th anniversary store was Angel Stadium. And the guys and I were walking through Angel Stadium and like people were like ripping our shirts off and like yelling out our character names. And, uh, and the guys, me and the guys looked at each other like, what the hell is going on, dude? <laughs> like, this is insane. Right. And uh, yeah, that whole summer was just nuts because we, we toured all these baseball stadiums and uh, it was crazy, man. Just like taking the field at Dodger Stadium in front of like 60,000 people. We sold, the game was sold out. It was like game three against the, were they playing the Padres? I think no, it was the Giants. They were playing the Giants. It was like Game Three, and uh, it was Sandlot Night at the field. And so they, we took our original positions on the Dodger Stadium field. We came out before the Dodgers did, and then um, the fans stood up and started clapping. We were like, "What?" But it was just that was like the coolest experience I think I've ever had in my life. I was just like, "This is awesome." But uh, yeah, I mean, it's taken on a life of its own and uh, hopefully Disney realizes that and they do our show. Yes, <laughs> that would be so cool. Well, The Sandlot really is like a timeless movie, right? It doesn't matter when you watch it and what it, right? Kids, my kids watch it. And my 12-year-old has a Sandlot shirt, but it just really holds up over time. It just, it's timeless. But yeah, now when you guys go to the stadium that like you talked about, you're 25 years away from making the movie. Do people still know which character's which and they can recognize who's who now that you're all adults? Some of the characters they do, like, they'll look at me and go, yeah, that's, at first they'll think I'm Benny and then they'll say, oh, you're, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Victor, who played Timmy, they'll think he's Smalls at first. And um, sometimes they'll mix us up, but... Uh, I mean, Pat, you can't mistake him. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That guy, they know exactly who it is. And we can't even walk down the street with that guy because we'll walk down the street and people will literally drive by and yell, you're killing me smalls out the car window. And so, uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's crazy. Pat, Pat was here a few years ago um, and ran into a guy wearing a shirt from Sandlot with, with him on it. 
And he said, hey, nice shirt. The guy goes, yeah. And he took a picture of the guy and he had no idea it was Pat. <coughs> Is that in Utah or New York? I thought it was here in Utah, but maybe I'm wrong. I think that was in New York. Was it New York? Yeah, that was New York. I think they were doing a, a, a gig in New York. And Pat was walking down the street with Tom. And, no, that's when Pat did Yankee Stadium. Uh, yeah, he's walking down the street with Tom and uh, and the kid had a You're Killing Me small shirt on and they had no idea who he was. <laughs> it took like a, but, did it like a tweet or something? How could you not? Like a, yeah, you have them on your shirt. And it's, it's like the trendy thing to do for these kids to wear shirts that are like of old school movies, I guess. I don't know. but Maybe he didn't realize how old the movie really was when he watched it, you know? Yeah. So do you yeah. ever, when you go out in public, do people are like, do they look at you and say, are you that guy from Sandlot? Yeah, I mean, it's at random places now. It's... uh it's, I mean, I was, I, I like exotic fish. I have like a, a saltwater fish tank. Mm-hmm. So I was at the exo- uh, fish tank store, um, aquarium store about like three months ago. And I had my mask on and everything. And the girl goes, I know you. And she goes, you're, yeah, yeah, right. I go, yeah, how did you know I have my mask on? Yeah. Like, oh, your eyes, you still look the same. And uh, I was taking pictures of her. She's like, yeah, I was at Dodger Stadium when you guys did Dodger Stadium. I was like, oh, that's cool. And uh, I told that story on the Pat's podcast. You probably saw the In-N-Out burger joint uh-huh. going through the drive-through, and like they had the hats and the and the placemats and everything. And they were like handing them through the window, and I was signing stuff. People behind me were like honking. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Going, I'm a celebrity, no worries. <laughs> like we just want a damn burger. Go. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What are you up to now? Do you have any movies or anything in the works at all? I just shot out a music video about three weeks ago with a pretty big pop artist, actually someone I had a crush on when I was a kid. Uh, I can't say who yet because I signed a non-disclosure agreement, but, uh, you know, I'm really praying that the Sandlot show goes on Disney Plus. Uh, uh, hopefully we have some updates coming on that soon. But I did talk to the producer. He did give me some good good news on it. So I'm hoping that something with that happens. I think we are in the same boat as you, hoping that comes to fruition. Yeah, because they got awesome. the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks show just came out on Disney Plus, so right, and that's doing well. So, yeah, and if that does well, that's good. That's very good. That's good for us too. Well, I'm sure you inspired yeah. a lot of people, even to go like you go to these stadiums and you are there as the Sandlot cast, but you probably inspired a lot of the people that are playing. Might have been the first baseball show or whatever that they saw. But thanks for yes. for what you've done and for your your legacy and being one of the greatest. Think greatest movies ever honestly and we appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today yeah it's been cool man uh just hit me up uh instagram is marty underscore york to find out new sandlot updates i'm always posting i think i post more sandlot updates than the rest of the guys but (laughs) (laughs) uh see what we're up to if you guys like sandlot uh you know see what signings we got going on we got another one coming up in oklahoma uh i got one coming up with with the ducks actually next month uh, I will be at the Oklahoma OKC Comic Con. I think it's what it's called. Oh, cool! Oklahoma cool. City, and then uh, I will also be uh, doing a signing in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, at the end of July, um, and that's going to be. It's called the Smoky Mountain Comic uh, Expo, <clears throat> but we'll be. Uh, me and uh, three of the other guys will be there. So me, Victor, Tom, and Shane. So Smalls, Timmy, Tommy, and repeat. Very cool. And you got a cameo too. So if people want to shout out for me, they can go 
and get on there as yeah. well. Just cameo, Marty York, uh, happy birthday wishes, bar mitzvahs, uh, divorce parties. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Does it all. Yeah, man. And then look for the music video. It's uh, uh, It'll be coming out soon. It should be big. You know, I think one of my favorite things about doing these interviews is when we find out the nitty-gritty details of it. What did you find surprising that he said? Well, hearing about... Uh, he did talk about some of the things on his podcast with Patrick, but, I mean, how many people would know about his accident? Yeah, that I, was. I didn't know about his accident. I mean, who would have known? And I didn't realize, because, I mean, if you look him up on Google, it makes it look like he's been acting or the whole time, right? Yeah. So I didn't know that he had taken a break from acting and tried some other things, and now he's back at it. So it's kind of cool that he's able to hop back in. Sounded, I'm sure there was a lot of hard work, but oh, yeah. like he's able to, like riding a bike, get back into it and and start gigs i guess you could call it right and as i joked about with him too i mean he's of all the the people in the movie he seems like he's transformed the most yeah so he's my age i'm probably just a few months older than him yeah and i'm pretty depressed now (laughs) (laughs) knowing that i've wasted my life and i could be in good shape like him if i only okay that was one of the my the most ruined movie magic for me in watching the movie again was every time you're seeing the beast prior to the chase when he chases Benny, it's like it's a puppet. It's this big, fun, funny looking dog. Of course, they couldn't get a dog to do those things, but it's it's significantly larger than the actual dog. But I I think about it, that's the boy's perspective, right? So it's not as much as Reality. like it wasn't really that big and it wasn't really doing all these things, but. It gets down to it, and this is what they imagined because they built the legend of the beast up in their heads. Right. But it was just funny to see then he jumps over the fence, and Benny's right there in front of the beast. I'm like, the dog is not even scary. Right. I think it's a big dog, but I don't know. It's not the beast. Turns out to be a, a sweetheart. Yeah. This will be some point a future episode. Just that whole main street in Midville. You can still see the Vincent Drug store. It's closed now. But that's a special place. I feel like we could do just a whole episode on Vincent Drug, right? Yeah, probably. Or, I mean, you could do a whole episode on just the Main Street. You could do one on Vincent Drug. I think we have uh, a friend that has some insight into Vincent Drugs. Maybe you got to take a tour of it. So I love that old town, Midville. It just feels like... There's a reason they use that in the Sandlot, it's got like that old 50s, 60s feel to it. There's not, not a lot of towns here in Utah that are still like that. But that small town like America... It, like it hasn't been changed since they built it. Yeah. You know, since the 50s. I mean, that, that street definitely has changed. It's it's interesting to go down it now, but I, I wouldn't walk down it at night. But it still is my favorite place to just drive up and down it. Every time I was like, let's go on a drive. Where do we drive to? We drive yeah. to Midville. Yeah. I cut through there quite often too and you don't necessarily have to go through old midville to get to where you're going but i will cut through the old midville just to go through it right yeah you gotta you have to even the maverick station there on the corner is still like one of the original mavericks oh really you know like the old 
farmhouse looking maverick instead of the big yeah convenience store they have now and there's a couple movies that have been filmed in that area too not not just this one i was gonna ask you or did you have a good easter yeah we actually this year we went to my sister's house and kind of had a little small get together there so that was nice doing something normal-ish normal-ish but um smith's I think every kind of major candy holiday, a week or two before, they'll do like half off of their candy. And it's already on sale anyway, so it's like you get a bag of candy for like a buck fifty, like a bag of Hershey's Kisses or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we went a little crazy about a month ago when we had their sales. We had a lot of candy. Did the candy hand in the front yard, but... Um, I went to Smith's a little late. I went to Smith's... I guess two days before, on the Friday before Easter, and it was picked clean. Was it? The only thing left was Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, which isn't a bad thing to have left over. You're going to have something that's not... But there was nothing else. I had to go to other stores to find the... Because, you know, I wait to the last minute, obviously. You could have just called me. I probably (laughs) had tons of extras I could have spared. Do you have any peeps? We did buy some peeps, yeah. Those were gone last year, weren't they? Oh, uh, they probably were. I think they were gone, and they're back this year. So, um, like Peeps, nothing special about them, but it's more of just the tradition it's of Easter. having them, right? Yeah. But you have to buy them. Nobody eats them. I actually bought some of the Fruit Punch flavored Peeps. In, in recent years, they've been trying to do different flavored Peeps, and this was one that I saw this year, so I had to try them. promised one of the listeners I'd give a review on it. And I opened the bag... And it smelled like the first time you open the Hawaiian punch, the fruit, uh, the Hawaiian fruit punch. Okay. That's exactly what it smells like. But it tasted like pretty much just a normal peep with just a little hint of fruit punch in it. So really nothing special. So it tasted like a marshmallow. It tasted like a marshmallow, a sugary marshmallow. So your best would just go in with the the classic because it wasn't anything special. Yeah. Smelled good though. But that's the way with all Peeps, right? Yeah. I do think I've had like a Peeps Oreo that I kind of liked. Really? Just because, I mean, it's marshmallow filling, but they had kind of the, the hard sugar in it, in the filling. It tasted good. Anyways. And if you haven't done it, go put a Peep in the microwave. See what happens. Just put like a minute. Should be enough time. Yeah. Just see what happens. Do you name him Tom? What's that? Do you name him Tom? What does that mean? Peeping Tom. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, it was great to have Marty on to hear about his experience and being in the movie. Thanks to him for taking the time. And just remember, kids, that heroes get remembered. Legends never die. Thanks for listening to This Is Place podcast. See you next week.